Warning. This episode contains foul language, references to murder and trauma, and discussions about death and what comes after. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with a guest or just each other and we talk about something weird. This episode is just one part of three that make up our season finale. We were visited this year by some interesting Christmas ghosts. And guess what? Every moment we experienced was recorded just for you. You are about to hear our time with a very intelligent and absolutely whimsical, lovely spiritual wellness healer and medium named Amy Goldenberg. We were so excited to welcome her back. She is a favorite of ours, a favorite of yours. Everyone who speaks with her leaves the conversation forever changed because she just brings the hope of Christmas future. Finally, a Christmas ghost we don't have to be afraid of. Let's look positively into the future with Amy. Snuggle up by the fire with your eggnog and join us. My name is Lauren, and this is my co-host, Ashley. Hi, weirdos. Oh, the final, final, final final finale. Man, oh man. Season four. Here we are. Our 100 and mm, episode. (laughs) 100 and mm, mm. Yeah, 100 and some change. We're up there, man. I'm very proud of us. Me too. And especially with like all of our YouTube stuff. I mean, we've got... Uh, we've got like 300 hours <laughs> worth of um, content, there's, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of Ashley and Lauren content out there in the world. So if you're going to miss us on our tiny little break after this episode, just go back and re-listen to some oldies or check us out on YouTube or, I don't know, creep on our Instagram and stare at our faces, whatever you're into. Whatever's your favorite way to, to inject us into your veins. I actually really <laughs> like your outlook on the ghost of Christmas future because for me, it's like the kind of the scariest ghost. It is. It usually comes across that way, which is why Seeing I kind of liked. Yeah, I liked this little flip that Amy kind of gave us in this episode that you're about to hear weirdos is that like we are in a crazy time right now, but it's not all bad looking ahead. There is yeah. hope. Yeah, and the thing is, is, if you're being visited by three ghosts on Christmas Eve, your future is not looking bright. But <laughs> exactly. the, the good thing is, and the, the, you know, the lesson you learn from A Christmas Carol is that you can always change it. Uh, that's right. You can always change it. We can change the future. We can change. We are the future. The future is female. The future is weird. We are the world. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully this episode with Amy brings you comfort and joy. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited so to be happy here. You're back in my own <laughs> office. In my <laughs> own home. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, 
This is not something we say to all our guests. I promise you, you are like one of the most loved guests oh, wow. we've had on this show. Like oh, people wow. are so, so, so excited to hear from you again. So we wow. are pumped you're here. Listeners are pumped you're here. It's a glorious day. I'm really excited too. And it's very flattering to to hear that. And I've actually been able to connect with so many people from being on the other episodes of the podcast uh, that I was on. And I have like, there's some some clients I have, I work with like their entire family. And I like, wow. I'm not going to be specific because they're, right. they're sure. anonymous, but like HIPAA, HIPAA regulations. They know who they are <laughs> and I love them so much. And I have a little cactus sitting on my, uh, on my desk that their family gave me. And uh, they're, they've been, they're it's so wonderful. wonderful. I work with them for, I mean, since the first time I was on your podcast, pretty much. So like, wow. and then all these other, all these other awesome people that I've weirdos. been able to do. You yeah. Weird, weirdos. weirdos that I got to do. Um, <laughs> sessions for and I've done multiple sessions for and like I've I've taught classes and it's like it's really like so lovely and I am just I'm so uh excited to be back on here even though it's kind of weird talking to myself in a room <laughs> oh yes by myself Pret- pretend, I wish pretend I could like here. be making eye contact with you guys I know we we have those moments all the time where it's like I'm glad we can make this work thank you technology yeah. for letting remote recording work but oh I just miss I'm missing like Ashley's facial expressions when we record you know yeah. it's just not the same yeah it isn't but I, it does, it warms my heart to know that we were able to bring so many people to you and you to so many people. And I'm sure that's just going to continue because we get new listeners every day and new listeners yeah. are discovering you all the time. But um, for anyone who doesn't know, if you like just started the show, Amy came on the show a couple of times, actually. Uh, she has, you have four episodes in season three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were in our uh, season premiere of season three. There were two episodes called Higher Self-Care and a better flashlight and we talked about sort of how you discovered you were a medium how you've honed your skills we also talked about the history of mediumship as well as scientific findings regarding psychic abilities it was awesome and then you and I did another two-parter in season three um, life death and the pursuit of spirit and believing is seeing are the titles of those and Uh, That was a little bit more intimate. It was more focused on you and you were able to answer listener questions about death and the afterlife and connecting with your spirit. And I have to tell you how I can't even, I don't think I could count how many of our listeners have told me and Lauren that when they're having a rough time, like depression or anxiety or faith wise, they go back and re-listen to the episodes you are in and it makes them feel better. Wow, it's that, incredible. That like makes me uh, tear up a little bit. Doesn't it make Aww. you feel good? Yeah. It makes me feel good. Yeah, because that's the like, that's what my goal is, is to help people be able to find their own practice Peace and, and practice. Yeah. yeah and, and their mm-hmm. own wellness and spiritual wellness. And so that's really touching. And I'm, I'm just happy that I can help people feel it's better. Working. You're doing it. My goal is to help people feel better. Well, it certainly seems that's why you're here, because you have that effect (laughs) on people. Yes, you do. We'll just go right into questions, because we have quite a few. But I I really liked this one, because it's sort of... We did talk to you about this in in the last episodes that you were on, but have you had any more experiences with past lives in the last year since you were on the show? 
I actually did just have a uh, small past life like vision. Oh, since I was on the show. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) Something big? Yeah, I had a, um, so I went to see this woman in Ojai and I had like an energetic clearing done. Oh my God, you guys, I don't even, this is so crazy. This experience is so crazy and it sounds so fake. So it's, (laughs) it's like an, it's one of those things where I'm just like, this is embarrassing, but this is the, this is what happened. I'm so pumped to hear this. Since I was a little kid, I've been like very aware of Ted Bundy and like his energy. And that's something I never really told anybody about um, because it was really scary Anyway, so this is this is cra- this this is like the uh, this story is fucking crazy. Anyway, so I went and got this energetic clearing from this woman because I have certain um, kind of ailments that I believe are connected to like past life experiences, and so one of Blockages. them is um, actually one of them is like a, a, a stomach sensitivity, and okay. so I started doing the she started doing the clearing on me, and I had like this vision of being poisoned like in you know like thousands of years ago because I heard information I wasn't supposed to hear and so I was like murdered whatever so that was a thing that happened but then the second thing that happened was like I started like getting really emotional and I had this like I started having this vision and I was like talking to this woman who was doing the clearing on me and I was like Hey, so, uh, I got, I'm, I, I'm like seeing my body in a field and I believe that I was like murdered by somebody. And then I kept getting more information and she was like, yes, I'm, I'm seeing that also. And I was like, um, so I don't think this guy did this like once. I think he did this like a lot of times. I can't believe I'm sharing this story. It's so like, it's so ridiculous. Anyway. I'm hanging on your every word right now. So um, keep going, please. Cause I was even embarrassed saying it to her, you know, like, cause I was like, this is so f- like, this sounds like bullshit. Anyway, she yeah. was like, yep, I'm getting that too. This was a serial murder. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, all right, okay. This is going to sound totally crazy, um, but it's Ted Bundy. And she said, all right, I wasn't going to say anything because I thought that sounded totally crazy because I'm seeing his face also. So like, Whoa. yes, it's him. So we both <sighs> got the same download. And then I saw like the full... It it was, it's almost like maybe it was like the first time, like it wasn't, it's not a, a victim that is known of. And I got this whole like vision of being working in a, in a diner and there were like a lot of pine trees around. It looked like the Pacific Northwest. And this man came in and was sitting at the like diner bar and we were mm-hmm. talking and he was really nice and I didn't have a car and he offered to give me a ride home. And then, um, and then I never made it home. And like, oh I've always had this like really intense, like fear and connection to like being murdered, you know, mm-hmm. and like obsession with it since I was like really little, like to the point where it would be like inappropriate for a child to even know these things. Yeah. Yeah. And so we like walked through this whole past life experience and it was like in the 1960s like i could see the like landscape and everything have you been able to like go and do any sort of research trying to find maybe a diner waitress who was found in a field around that time 
actually haven't tried that. I probably could, but I, I... I'm pretty good at it. So if you want to give me all the oh, info yeah. you have, I might be able to just... Yeah, yeah. It's she can be the time on the internet. for you. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're... From what I, like, felt, it was, like, this person was, like, never found or something. But if they yeah. were, like, yes, I would absolutely... Or never identified, even. Yeah, yeah. So... It would be um, a little tougher. But, yeah, that it was, it was weird because, like... I can feel particular spirits around and like I didn't notice because he had been around so frequently. um, I didn't notice that he was until that day because that day her and I worked to like help him cross over and transition because like while he did like very horrible things that are unforgivable acts like this he was a like deeply mentally ill person um, and like from what I understand he did not want to be doing those things um it was like a compulsion that he couldn't control and I'm like not apologizing for his behavior at all but like when you have that connection with a spirit like because we all have you know ancestors that are that did horrible things and so um knowing that they were like sick and traumatized and like all these things to like help them let go of that stuff and like move on Well, you even like you learn about trauma just in therapy in general and you learn about the fact that like, you know, you could be in therapy about saying things like, you know, my father physically abused me, blah, 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 blah. And you have all this like hatred or like whatever towards your father who did that to you. But, you know, a good therapist will tell you like, you know, not necessarily like forgive them, forgive and forget, whatever, whatever, but maybe try and focus on like what made them that way because what made them that way was trauma yeah yeah so they were they were traumatized somehow as well yeah definitely so it's just like it's like that with everyone and and, you know once you once you shed this shell then it it i'm sure it becomes more clear that even the people that like do they're like i enjoy killing i kill because i want to like they might pass on and realize like oh i was i was being compelled i didn't even know it yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really like, I'm not super invested in like working with that being yeah. or that person. <laughs> um, there's a yeah, lot, there's fair. a lot of dead people that I would rather um, spend my time with. But that was just a crazy experience. And like, it was so weird because it's like when you're in water and you're a fish, like you don't notice you're in water until the water's gone. And so like yeah. once that energy was out of my um, like field, I was like, oh, whoa, like that energy has been there for a really long time. And I'm happy that that lady, like that the medium that I was working with, who I do trust as somebody who um, is not like a charlatan, was able to like corroborate that or validate that mm-hmm. for me because yeah, I absolutely. was so embarrassed to even say it because it just sounds like bullshit it's like it's like right. people being like Marilyn Monroe haunts yeah, my house exactly. and they're like okay <laughs> calm it's like down. all right does she though <laughs> well that's yeah. a question that I have too you know being around other mediums or other psychics or or whatever do you ever get conflicting downloads um because I know you've said on the show before that like sometimes you're given an answer that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the correct answer, but it's the answer that you need at that moment. Yeah, um, that is a good uh, point. I'm thinking because I'm thinking how to word this because basically like I'm interpreting information that I'm receiving through my own filter. So like yeah. I could be getting the same download as someone else and interpreting it differently. 
That's true. Ah, I didn't even think about that. In that sense, yes, I I suppose. But I don't really... Most of the people that I know who are highly sensitive individuals who are like call themselves mediums or act as mediums, I really only know a very small handful that I like will listen to anything that they're channeling. Right. For me... My the way I operate is like I have like a code of ethics that I operate by. So like if there could be somebody who's a very good medium, but if they're not ethical in other areas of their life or if they're Mm -hmm. like highly capitalistic, then I'm Mm -hmm. not really going to. It's like the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So like I don't trust their filter as much as I don't trust their like more than I don't trust somebody's like download. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of answers another like question that we had written in. I don't know if you saw that one, Ashley. I think somebody asked like how you feel about mediums who are like on TV and yeah. like, oh, like clearly right. doing yeah. it for money if you kind of give them the eye roll. <laughs> how do you view mediums on TV like Lisa Caputo slash the Long Island Medium, John Edwards and Amy Allen on The Dead Files? I don't know who most of those people are. Um, I actually <laughs> and- do know who Amy Allen is. Yeah. Oh really? oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so are there are there any like ones that you consider legit or like do, is it an eye roll all around? Because it is entertainment, you know, yeah, sure. uh, first and foremost. It has to be entertaining or you're not going to get a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to also be like relatively accurate or you're not going to get a TV show. That's true. Yeah. You know? So like I can't go into because it's so it's such a trope now for like mediums to be like, oh, does anyone have a dead grandmother? And yeah, we all do. Of course. You know, right. (laughs) So so with like Lisa Caputo, I feel like her um, I do think she's a medium and it's like it's it's not fun or easy to be a medium when you're growing up in society so like Mm -hmm. if that's how she functions because that's how she's able to like make life work for her then I can like respect that it's different than than what I do like I generally try not to I don't really I don't really channel dead people to like random strangers I think that's like that's not ethical to me that's like not consensual so like I'm not gonna go up to someone in the market and be like I used to do that. I did actually when I was younger because I was like, I just thought it's like, oh, I'm getting this information. Like I have to tell them. And it's like, just because you're getting bothered by a dead person doesn't mean that like you have to tell them. And like, I've had that go very wrong. Like I've had that go very badly and like been really upsetting to people because like some people's belief systems don't support that. Mm -hmm. right like if you go up to them and say something like that they're going to be upset and it's going to like degrade their mental health potentially like it's not for everybody to have that belief system so i like i don't think that she's faking it i also don't really watch that show i've seen it a few times just because i'm like ooh, cool (laughs) i feel uh represented sort of it could definitely be it's a television show. We all know how TV works, at least people, yeah, exactly. those of us who you worked know. in L.A. So a lot of the situations could be set up situations where it's like yeah. not. Yeah, it's not necessarily that she's lying, but she's also not approaching a stranger. She's yeah. actually approaching someone who was asked Resigned. to be on the yeah. show. Yeah. The producers selected yeah. them. They set up the situation. You see that all the time. And yeah. it's like, that's exactly right. Her talents could be legitimate. But yeah. I also, yeah, I also just feel like that style of mediumship is kind of outdated. 
Mm. And and like what I do transforms over the years. But at this point, like what I would refer to myself as like a spiritual wellness guide and medium because I like don't I don't like predict shit for people like I'm going right. to help you develop a connection. Yeah. Be able to feel like a healthy human being. Which is more working together towards a goal and not just like yeah. approaching a you party and telling you a thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and I think a lot of people feel a certain way towards, especially her specifically, simply because she's so, she's a very aggressive person. But mm-hmm. that's not the medium part of her. That's the Long Island part of yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, Long yeah. Island, baby. <laughs> that's what'll yeah. get you. Yeah, my dad's from Long Island, so I uh, so you I can understand that. Uh-huh. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know a little bit about that of the blunt, the bluntness, and just like yep. the kind of it's it's like extreme confidence, yeah. um, which <laughs> is, is great. A great way know? to put it. But yeah, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't say anything like bad about her if she is. I I don't really I have to like connect with somebody on like a deeper level to know if I would believe that their right channel is that open. But it's it's hard being a medium. So like if if that's the way she functions, like and she's been able to be successful and not be like ostracized and like, you know, wanting to like disappear off the face of the earth because it's so like challenging feeling that many things all the time, like good for her. Yeah. And then like I think if I remember correctly, because Amy Allen, I I think the the Dead Files was on like so long ago. I can't really remember um too much about it but i i think she used to like go in it was almost like a crime medium oh or maybe i'm totally wrong would she work with like uh law enforcement like that sort of medium no no i think i'm totally i'm totally fucking this up okay so what i think she did was like she worked with a like paranormal investigator and she was like the medium and so they would go to like these houses and kind of like try to download like what ghosts are in the house and like why it's haunted and who's and and she would see like okay who's here and like what's going on and like that's that's a cool you know that's a cool way to to use that gift if you're especially if you're helping like spirits to like cross over and not be like taking up space um mm-hmm. and like fucking yeah. wreaking havoc on people energetically um but yeah i don't uh i don't have a lot of i i think i don't have a lot of negative opinions about about uh TV mediums, mediums who no mm-hmm. just because it's like if you can figure out how to survive like and if that's the way that you're normal like you know, normalizing a spiritual connection to more people than, um, and just giving people hope that like, oh, there is something maybe, sure. you know, out there. Um, then I think that's positive, you know, but you're yeah. respecting the hustle. <laughs> I respect They're going the hustle. for it. I can't <laughs> do things money. like that. I can barely do social media. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I could never do, you know, television thing, but, um, Ugh. Yeah, oh man, tough. especially like with that many people watching and like, and while you're channeling, it's like, woof, that's scary. Yeah, and just knowing so many people might question you and come after you, and mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, you have to deal with enough stress and challenges already. As you were saying, it's it's hard being a medium. I just yeah. think that is just piling it on. Yeah, It'd be so difficult. Yeah, yeah, and like when you're that this sensitive, and somebody's like a hater if you have like a hundred thousand haters oh gosh like you you can feel it dude you can like feel that and it's like ugh, no thank you yeah um i selfishly (laughs) threw in a question 
Awesome. Let's, <laughs> let's hear it. I'm excited. Because I'm interested. Um, what does the spirit world think of 2020 is the first part. Um, okay. And then the second part is I've seen a lot of psychics and mediums on uh, mostly social media, TikTok, things like that, saying that something big is coming, something, something big is coming, um, that it's very good, but it's going to change the world. And I wanted to know if you've been getting any of that information as well. Ooh, these are good. Um, yeah, I definitely I like got the that download two years ago before I moved. Yeah, we, we were talking about that, Lauren, right before you got on the call about how, you know, I was like, I wish that Joe and I had gotten out of the city before before COVID hit because it would have been so nice to have a yard and like be sure, in a less stressful space. place and place that like we could afford more. And she was like, yeah, remember, I <laughs> I got that message oh to leave. Is that why you moved? Because you got the message to get out? Yeah. 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 Because <gasps> oh, I... Wow. I yeah, I struggle with um like depression and so mm-hmm. for me being in Los Angeles during this time would have been really bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um and so it definitely was a true download for me. But what I feel about that the way that I've interpreted that information of something big is coming, it's like it is clearly very evident that something big has already come, you know, like mm-hmm. we're 2020 is, and this isn't my opinion. This is like the information I've received is, you know, through my filter of myself, but you know, we're seeing systems that don't work that are, that are breaking down. We're seeing like um, how the being the worker bees for these like high powered billionaires is, is not, you know, fulfilling and not satisfying us. Not we're sustainable. seeing sustainable. Right. We're seeing how our healthcare system doesn't like take care of us. We're seeing like right. all these things like the, you know, just we're seeing the truth in all of these different really like horrible ways. Um, and that is a really big deal. And that is True. a really big thing. And it is bringing upon change. And something else that I've understood and seen within myself and my clients is like, that we're um a lot of mediums and like spiritual people are talking about this like big ascension and it's like oh we're just like we're gonna like shift into this like next dimension that we're gonna live in and it's like it's not in my opinion it's not going to be like it's not going to appear differently it's just the way Mm -hmm. the way that we are experiencing it is different so like people who are not hyper emotional are starting to like have to experience their trauma and experience their like emotions and these things that they have been neglecting like their emotional body is becoming more integrated with their physical body um yeah and I think a lot of us are experiencing that or like in my in for me I'm integrating more with my physical body because I'm so spiritual minded that now I'm having to like do more work in the physical and I'm just like it's like almost like all of my energetic bodies and my spiritual body and my physical body are all becoming like super integrated and I think that's the ascension that's my opinion because yeah. like ah, yeah historically like you know it, it it is a dramatization to to like imagine like you know oh, there's just going to be some cataclysmic crazy event or like aliens are going to come here and like blow up Washington, D.C. Or, like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
or we're gonna wake up and it's gonna be 5d instead of 3d yeah yeah Yeah, and like that i feel like that's what people are expecting yeah and it's i feel like that's just our like capitalist conditioning is that it has to be like so extreme and it has Mm -hmm. to be like it's like oh we're gonna like see like fairies and angels and shit like yeah but it's like well have you like for me don't you notice that like a a flower is like the craziest thing that's ever existed it's like so beautiful and and it has to grow in such a particular way to be the colors that it it's just like everything is so already so magnificently complicated that we it, it doesn't have to be this like a big giant thing i think it's more of a like being us becoming more sensitive to the world that we already live in yeah it it definitely seems to me that it's going to happen on like an individual level yeah and you know and and there's also like a lot of like collective ancestral work being done and the ancestral Mm -hmm. shadow and the collective shadow um of our culture is like we're having to look at that stuff and and we're having to like look at the conditionings that we've undergone in this you know society that we live in and how a lot of them are not good for a lot of people yeah um and we have to acknowledge that stuff and like and integrate it and like that is a spiritual awakening you know it doesn't have to be like i mean i think it is magic but it doesn't have to be like fantastical magic it's like sure we are undergoing a huge thing and it is a spiritual transition and like i've had some clients that are like just like having spiritual experiences that they don't really even know what to do with and it's just like too overwhelming or just like people that like decide that they're they've taken some time and they're like oh i'm gonna change my entire life because this doesn't resonate with me and i've never noticed that before so the time we're in is like everybody is making these huge changes and like that is the big thing that's what i think you know that it doesn't have to be some crazy like tidal wave or you know i was gonna say you just have to look at the year 2020 and see like the big things are happening because Mm -hmm. i mean we talked about this on our kind of like 2020 recap episode that we recorded but it's like as challenging and very sad that the pandemic has been this has also been a season of just like waking people the f up Mm -hmm, like everybody's just seeing things in a different light i've never seen so many protests so many people you know jumping into activism i think so many huge beautiful things have also happened this year that make it make it worth it in the end where it's like we shouldn't just say let's throw 2020 away like those are all the memes and the jokes mm-hmm. or like let's just forget about this year but it's like no no we this learned year a lot so much change year. yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be yeah. a shame to forget it yeah mm-hmm. and once you see something you can't unsee it so it's like once you right. once you notice that you're living in a miserable way you're not going to go back to living in that way comfortably like yeah that's yeah. not going to happen so the idea of just like, oh, let's pretend this year never happened. It's like, okay, really good luck with that. You're going to have to take a lot of drugs in order to do that. Because you're, you're not going to be able to. You can't go back to living in the darkness once you've seen, like, the light. It's just That's just yeah. not how – unless you try really, really hard. Yeah, you have you to know? actively uh, ignore it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's not easy. You know, it's damaging. It's a lot um, easier sure. to embrace – the new stuff just embrace it and say like (laughs) these challenges and you know the rough times that happened in 2020 made me who i am and built me up in a different way just 
hold on to it. I do want to talk about the collective grief and like how there is, um, we are losing a lot of really wonderful people in, in this time. And it is like, it is very sad and it's not something that I'm like, it's it's great it's good because it's you know it's not right. it's bad and it's it's very much like showing the flaws in in the care systems that we have um it's just so many flaws <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah like it, you know and I and I do feel that like grief and that sadness like pretty pretty frequently about just like how there's a lot of people that are um transitioning right now and it is it, it's like heavy and it's hard and like I've heard some I don't know if this comes off like insensitive, maybe cut cut this out, but I just, I, I don't know if this would be like helpful to some people, yeah. but, and I do believe in predestiny and like, mm-hmm. almost like soul contract type stuff where a lot of people who are crossing over, they have made this soul contract to make that choice and then come back in a new body once this, you know, transition has occurred. And that is kind of hopeful. I feel like um, it's not just like for nothing. And it's I, I also do believe that the way we die is the way that we're supposed to die and that we've already agreed to that before we came in. And potentially, you know, making karmic, I don't know how to say this. It's like it's Fulfilling har- karma? Kind of, but it's like, <laughs> it's like they're making like a karmic sacrifice for the greater good of humanity by right. like choosing oh, okay. that pathway. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what my understanding is. But it's also like I'm sometimes I feel like I can come off kind of insensitive when I talk about death because I'm pretty comfortable with it. And Mm -hmm. because I believe that, you know, there is more to life than just our 3D or our physical yeah. experience. Um, age age zero yeah. to 85 or however long yeah, you're lucky yeah, enough exactly. to make it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I do want to like reiterate that I'm not taking not it an light, lightly. <laughs> just... Yeah. It's, it's also not like, I don't think that um, there's also this weird like part of the spiritual community that are just like, I think idiotic that are like, oh, you know, like people are resonant fit to like getting sick, you know, and it's like, uh, I think that that mean (laughs) it's basically like the the frequency that you resonate at, like attracts whatever your circumstances are in life. Sickness or or right. um, Which being poor or whatever. Yeah. to, To a degree, I like. To a degree, I can agree with. But I think what that highlights more is that the systems that we have oppress certain people to where they are in a position where they're going to have these problems. So, right. like, this right. is, we still need to change Correct. the systems. Like, even if the spiritual yeah. community is like, oh, well, like, if they were just like more like positive or whatever, this wouldn't happen. Oh, it's God. like, no, okay, that's fucking canceled and it's racist <laughs> and weird. Yeah. We have to move on from that. Yeah, and I think that even within the spiritual community, there is an awakening to the importance of participating in the physical world that we live in, rather than like spiritual bypassing. And like, it is our responsibility to address the physical systems that we live in. There's a reason that we were born into a body to do that. So, you know, yeah, I've had right. some beef with the with some spiritual community people this this uh, year because there's been, you know, kind of like even that world has been um, broken open and like people have been their true colors have been shown. And it's like 
it's pretty disappointing. Hmm. But I've also had some like really good experiences with the with new people who who like want to you know do the right thing and not just like use right. spirituality as a way to be like. Well, in my past life, I was I'm so enlightened that I'm actually like above this and I like don't have to participate in it. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, that's it's like, well, then why are you here? You know? Like you're just participating in <laughs> capitalism by believing that. So like get back down here. Well, it is interesting that you say that, that even like the spiritual, because I don't think any I can't think of a single um, structure or group or organization or whatever of people that haven't sort of had to examine themselves and the people around them this year for one reason or the other, whether it's, you know, a billionaire who made millions and millions more during COVID having to see people stand in food lines. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they think nothing of it. Maybe they're like, so what? But, you know, it is something that you have to examine it. We're being forced to examine things that maybe we like, for example, you know, I was one of the people that before uh, Trump uh, was in office, I was really honestly, truly, I thought that this country wasn't super racist mm-hmm. yeah. anymore. Yeah. I you know, I really because I didn't. I didn't see it. I mean, I knew that there were people that were a little, you know, I knew there were people back where I come from who said things that were a little off color, but I was like, but they wouldn't actually do anything to hurt the black community. Like just because, but you know, um, I was 100% wrong and I had to really come to terms with that. And uh, I think everyone's kind of had to like learn people's Mm -hmm. true colors or, you know. Yeah, and just... But it's nice to know that even enlightened people had to get shook yeah, up a little right. bit. <laughs> it makes me feel better. Yeah, the, sp- the spiritual community is like notoriously um, like white supremacist. Like it's like they totally wow. take they're not it's not something that is like, spoken about, but it's like they, you know, tokenize people of color and the mm-hmm. white spiritual leaders totally um, appropriate cultures that they have nothing to do with. And like. I've had some teachers that I really respected that I had to like totally cancel this year because they were, they just would not take responsibility and they would not make any reparations and it was pretty gross. And so I had to, I had to move on and be like, wow, no. And also examine my own spiritual practice and be like, what am I like, how, how am I helping? Like, how is my practice inclusive? You know, so I do actually now I offer like monthly BIPOC reparation sessions. So if you're a person of color, and you would like a session with me, you can get that uh, complimentary. I do a couple of those a month. I saw that on your website. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I just like blathered on so much about that question. But I think it's really important for, you know, people to acknowledge that like, Having a spiritual practice, especially now in 2020, it's like having a spiritual practice also includes includes like the physical world that we live in. It's not a way to like bypass yeah, right. that stuff. Like we have to participate. It's not a way to like escape exactly. what's going on. Exactly. It's a way to sort of like embrace what's going on and do something yeah. Yeah, about definitely. it. Yeah. Okay. So next question. I like this one. 
Do our recently deceased relatives or loved ones care what we do with their bodies? Like, say they wanted a big honking funeral pre-death, but you, the living, could only afford cremation or vice versa. Like, they didn't want a big fuss, but you, the living, did. Intuition tells me they don't care, but do you? Mm. No. Yeah, I was I was really thinking about this one earlier today. I I really I think that is very individual. So like mm-hmm. because one of my friends who is a medium, they are also a hospice nurse. Oh, okay. They're not a practicing that must be hard. Actually, it's kind of their gift. So, uh they're True. they're good at helping people transition. Um but yes, it's hard for sure. It's not like an easy job. Um <laughs> but it's something that they're equipped for. And they don't like practice as a medium reading clients but they do that's how they like utilize their gift is through medical healthcare. and she was telling me a story about one of her patients who passed away and that they wouldn't leave the room until their body was completely cleaned so like afterwards they they like clean the body and they like put the you know clothes a certain way and like and then once this person who had left their body was like satisfied with how the body was taken care of then they left um so i think it's kind of like individual i feel like yeah i just i don't know i feel like that would be different for everybody so like i might not really care what but that might not be true just our our bodies are sacred things like they are the vessels for our souls in this lifetime so like we do have an attachment to them it's not like they're just some you know piece of crap clothing that we can throw away like you know it's not like you you pass on and then you're immediately like that's trash right it's not like i don't like i don't think you're gonna get haunted if you just if you're like we can't afford to have a big ceremony so we're just going to we're doing gonna do a cremation because it's more affordable for our family it's like i think what's more important is that you're doing a ceremony at all and that you are acknowledging the passing of a loved one i don't think they're that particular about oh they didn't bury my body and they did this with it instead or or whatever it is i think it's more the energy behind being acknowledged yeah, being acknowledged yeah. being and like, on- like you're having your life honored a little bit yeah definitely and like y- that doesn't really have to do with a body at all that like type yeah. of ceremony yeah. or a, the size of a ceremony right. it doesn't really yeah, have sure. to do with that yeah because it's like if the energy behind something is there it doesn't matter how big or small it is you can have the most extravagant funeral ever but if like you don't it could be if empty. you're like yeah, if you're checked down, you don't really care about it, then that's less, you know, energetically meaningful. But I actually do think dead people care about their bodies to an extent. Obviously, they can't use it anymore. But I feel like if when I die, I will be like, I love my body. And I, I hope that it gets like cared for well, you know, before it's put right. into, you know, cremation or p- before it's like put into, I mean, I want to be put on a funeral pyre and burned at sea, but you know, <laughs> that's just me. Um, but like <laughs> if my family's unable to do such a, you know, what whatever, and they end up doing something Extravagant else. Thing. Yeah. Then that, I don't think that they necessarily care about that. But again, all dead people are, are different. Part of you thinks that, you know, as soon as you do pass on, you become so much more enlightened. But I don't know if that's true right away. Yeah, to to It's not like you become the stars immediately. Yeah, no. And I I have like my my working theory, because none of this stuff is provable. 
Um, so yeah. my current working theory is that our body is like our physical body, our spiritual body, and our emotional body, which is kind of like our personality and our identity and stuff, which is that's what the emotional body represents. And so when our physical body dies, I think that our spiritual body is becomes more enlightened, but the emotional body can actually be like kind of toxic and weird and like that's what ghosts are and like that's why they're so sad or angry or mean yeah. or whatever because it's just like unprocessed emotions so right. i don't know how much a ghost which that's what i would call a ghost would care about their body but yeah i don't really i don't have a i feel like i don't really have a good answer for that one just because i'm like ah, that's very particular. you have to have the answer for everything <laughs> I'm not, I, these are just my like my I'm not omnipotent you know? but based on my friend's experience of being a hospice nurse and noticing that you know one of her patients didn't want to leave fully yeah. until the body was cared for in a certain way and it didn't have to be like well no you need to clip the nails and you need to do this and this and you need to put like right. you know this jewelry on or whatever it, it was more that it was being tended to in some way that was more right. important than how it was being tended to or yeah I guess as long as it's not being defiled in some horrible way. But right. yeah, so I don't know. That's that's my answer for that one. No, that was a good way to explain it. <laughs> and now I'm really hoping my sister is listening because she's a hospice nurse who, she's not a medium, but she's a hospice nurse with, with a lot of sensitivity. Yeah, so I really hope she's listening and I'm going to have to, I want to ask her some questions now because I know offhandedly a couple of times she's told me about moments that she's had where she like maybe could feel that the person was still there or hadn't like really moved on or even she could feel like it was like about to happen she's had like moments like that I think so my gosh I want to I want to grill her on everything oh yeah it's kind of weird because that's always that's my randomly my dream job would be like a death doula Mm. essentially like however Yeah, basically, even classes of people like literally being hired to go into nursing homes and, you know, to be a death doula, like an actual death doula, you do, you have to know, um, you know, Jewish religion, Christianity, Mm -hmm. Catholicism, you have to know every single religion because you don't know, you have to be able to um, know what each individual is going through. And it's so weird because I've always been drawn to that. That's what I've always wanted to do. That's still like if you asked me if you could do anything in the world, what would you? What would it be? It was like death doula. That's what I want to do. However, I, w- I don't know why because <laughs> the thought of like a person that I even speak to once dying makes me want to curl up in a ball and stay in bed forever. Yeah. How? What? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? I love that. That inclination. Yeah. I mean, I have a few friends who are death doulas and um, or like training to be death doulas. Mm -hmm. And I think it's super important because so many people don't know how to uh, facilitate death. Yeah. And like, it's pretty bad, especially in this country. And like so many more people would be having an easier transition. Like I remember when my grandpa died and how it was so challenging because like no one even wanted to talk about the fact that he was dying. It's like mm-hmm. we wouldn't even say that word in front, of, in front of him. And like he was so afraid to die. And it was just like it was not comforting, you know. It wasn't like it yeah. wasn't peaceful and it wasn't comforting. And <sighs> the thing about being a death doula is you help the person be 
not in turmoil while they're passing over you know yeah. it's like it's such Giving an it's such an important part of the cycle of life and death and humanity that i think there's not enough people who do it but here in denver or close to Denver, there is a hospital that my friend works for, and they have a pro- program called No One Dies Alone that you can actually volunteer for. Oh, wow. And so you can maybe even check it out. You could see if that's something that like you can handle. Yeah, because part of me is like, uh, I can't handle it because it's so important. And I would see how important it was to that person and how, you know, you can you can really see like the good that you're doing. And that would be worth it. And then the other part of me is like, you are so emotional you are so sensitive <laughs> like how could you even possibly think that you could do this yeah but part of the Make yourself i out. think that being part of being a death doula is being really sensitive because you have to be yeah, i feel like they'll make you true. better yeah we're so like conditioned to be afraid of death and not have any relationship with it even though it literally happens to like all of our plants every freaking year everyone we know. every week for and me and lauren all yeah. the time everything that we see that is living eventually dies so it shouldn't be that m- difficult for us so i think you know once you are actually in the experience it might be a really um fulfilling thing for you true you know and we need more death doulas in the world so if you're listening and you're like i think i might want to try being a death doula go to your local hospital and maybe not during covid yeah maybe because they're not doing that (laughs) right a little bit but like you know volunteer to like hold someone's hand and sit by their bed while they're you know going through that because it's like it's so Oh, it's such a wonderful thing to be able to help people through. Yeah. Ashley, I think you'd be great at it. I do too. I, I've always felt very compelled to do it. It's just that conflicting like, yeah. girl, yeah. you know yourself. That was me too. Um, <laughs> we have two more questions. Uh, cool. One of them is, um, and I think we've we've already kind of touched on this on um, the episodes that you've been on before, but do you have any additional advice on getting in touch with your ancestors and how to listen to them as they help guide us? I love ancestor work. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I wanted to, I love that question because... In my experience, our ancestors are embodied within us. So like we are our we are our ancestors. Right. <laughs> and so for me, I've been doing a lot of over the last three years, I've been doing a lot of like trauma healing. I've been doing a lot of um, anti-racism work and decolonizing and like anti-capitalist work and just like kind of raking through all this like muck that exists within my psyche and that is a product of my ancestors experiences and so I think that the starting point of working with our ancestors is working on healing ourselves because through doing that we help to release some of their emotions and their experiences through our work and I had an ancestor who he was unwell and confused and I didn't really know how to work with him. And this was like a year and a half ago. And so I kind of, I would give offerings to him and I would kind of keep him away because I didn't want to be dealing with him. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I've been doing all this like healing work on myself through 2020. And recently he came to me and was like, I'm not confused anymore because of the work you've been doing. And that was really cool. Cause to me that signaled like, Oh, 
I, I work with my ancestors by working with myself. So that's like one part. And also you're helping the world and you're helping the yeah, other world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And another way that I really like to work with my ancestors that I've been shown is by doing things with my hands that they did. So like if you had ancestors who like quilted or did embroidery or if they really liked to cook or garden or like specific types of permaculture, you know, whatever systems that that they used and that they did with their hands. Like if you work with your hands doing things that your ancestors love to do, it's like they get to you get to like almost have this like tactile connection with them. Yeah, that's very cool. I also do use Samhain or Halloween as an opportunity to like give a make a feast for the ancestors and like give offerings to them and honor them. And then as for like being guided by them, our bodies hold a lot of um, intergenerational information. So for instance, um, I was having like at the beginning of COVID, I was having like a panicked, like scarcity moment where I was just like so afraid of not having enough money. And like, I was so afraid of scarcity that my whole body was like, it was like a, I was having a panic attack. And so when I'm having an emotional experience mm-hmm. like that, I will calm down and I will be like, okay, where's the root? What what caused this like feeling? Why yeah. do I feel this way? It has to be connected to something. And nothing in my life mimics that feeling so I had to go back further and I landed on my great-grandmother who during the great depression her husband died and she had two children and she had to live and she couldn't work so she Mm. experienced like extreme scarcity so I was feeling her feelings essentially like as intergenerational trauma and so through that I was able to work with her and release some of that stuff and I felt those feelings for her and i move them. And I also asked her to not, you know, use my body to experience that stuff anymore. So like, they will tell you what is wrong with them if you want to help them to work out trauma that is intergenerational. But as for like our ancestors that are that are like our well ancestors that we want to be having lots of guidance from the ones that are very well integrated and more ancient. For me, the way that I work with them is, again, by trying to do things that they did with their hands and, like, practice things within their cultures that were meaningful to them, like holidays and, like, learning about mythology and folklore that they cherished and stuff like that. But also just I do, like, meditation rituals for myself, and I do have – I usually send – like a whole written document on how to do that to my clients that want to work with their ancestors more as just like a way to honor them. But it's like to be short with what it is, is setting up an altar for the ancestors, putting out offerings and like stating out loud that you'd like to work with them and then just putting on some type of repetitive drumming or like soundscape or something and going into a meditation and waiting And seeing, you know, what comes through. Yeah. There are guided meditations as well um, that can help you with that. I know that that always really, really helps. I definitely need the guidance. Yeah. I I can't just do it on my own. My mind won't quiet down unless I have the guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, working with ourselves is such a big piece of working with our ancestors. Like, for example, you know, if you're in in a relationship where you're like, married and you're not happy and how many of our our female identifying uh or like 
I guess, you know, they didn't have an option at that at that time period. Um, in the last few generations of women have True. been like forced to be married and forced to have children. Right. And forced to stay. When, and forced to stay when they didn't yeah, want to stay. Thought they had no other way out. Right. So like for, you know, my female ancestors, me saying no to a relationship that doesn't work for me is actually liberating to them. And they're like mm. helping me to see like, you don't have to do this anymore. You know, you don't, you don't have to pretend that you're happy. Or for me, I don't have children and I don't know if I want to physically have children with my body because a lot of my ancestors were forced to have 5, 10, 12 children. Right. Against their will. And that's something that I can work with them in the sense of I'm not going to make I'm going to make that choice to not do that with my body or like, yeah, be really clear on it, that it is my choice when I decide that I want to do that if that's something I decide I want to do. So I hope this is helpful. It's like it's not as like wonderful and magical as you know getting awesome downloads from our ancient ancestors that are just like who are always just like be quiet turn off your cell phone go outside sit next to a tree listen to music that's all they want us to do (laughs) but to help our like injured more recent ancestors it's like we have to do this like heavy more heavy ancestral work and it's liberating to uh, ourselves too you know yeah 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 That's so beautiful that they're kind of commenting on your relationships, you know, that they can kind of be helpful in that way of like, oh my goodness, please don't make the same mistake that I did. You don't need this relationship. Move on to the next. Like they're kind of helping you to have those standards, which is interesting. Yeah. Or just like freedom and sovereignty. Yeah. And I'm, I'm speaking from a female perspective because I identify that way, but like this can be for, you know, any any gender identifying person like it's like our ancestors help us to know our truth and that's what we need to follow which is like when we're not living in our truth it's really clear because we're uncomfortable all the fucking time that's how i would say to work to work with our ancestors yeah and maybe (laughs) you know maybe over um over the christmas break we can we can come up with a a little keep it weird helpful guide that's a little bit different than the ones that you give your clients that we can yeah. help when when listeners write in and ask. Because yeah. we get questions for you all the time. It's not even just when you're like on an episode. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, can you ask Amy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone wants like, to yeah, know. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll reach out. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on compiling a library for my website right now of downloadable um, information mm. so that people who can't afford to have a session with me can still have access to information yeah yeah that's so great but I also want to say that I am also offering sliding scale for everybody so that's a new thing that I just implemented but yeah I'm, I'm working on putting those documents on my website and they should be up probably by the end of January Last question, and this is like totally optional for you, and it depends on like how you're feeling, if you have the energy to do this. Um, The last question was basically, is anything at all coming through as a message to share with me, with Lauren, with our listeners as a whole, or randomly with a specific listener that might be listening? (laughs) I was going to ask if Ashley didn't. No, there is, um, like, the first word that I'm hearing just straight up is just decolonize, which is um, kind of like a buzzword right now, but it is really important because we have been, like, our minds have been, like, colonized and mm-hmm. our, our individual 
I don't support like rugged individualism, but like our sovereignty has been tampered with by people who look at us as dollar bills and not as human beings. And like that culture needs to shift. And that's like the main download that I've been getting is we need to like work on regaining our own sovereignty and like shifting the way that we function in society to be congruent with our truth with our heart truth and our heart knowing and not putting up with things just because it's easy or we're expected to right it's like you have to create these new uh traditions and create these new ways of being so that people don't have to be suffering on such like large scales because like the idea that there's not enough food to go around is is false and the idea that we have to do things that terrorize our environment and our earth and uh groups of people in order to just like make money which is a fucking fake thing that we made up anyway is it's just insanity and so like i did a divination on halloween and what came through was like it is time to do that like become honest with ourselves and become honest with the way that we are experiencing our lives and feel the true feelings that we have been harboring and allow them to like come out in a healthy way and like integrate our trauma, but also like decolonize our way of living um, and start to build community in a way that we have been uh, conditioned and like brainwashed into not doing like the idea that like a family on a street can be starving when there are other families that have excess food on the street is like that's just it's just wrong and it's not human like the way that we are meant to function is in a village and the way that we help each other is in a village like we're not supposed to be doing all of this stuff alone like we're not even supposed to be parenting alone you know and i'm not saying like you're it's wrong for you to be like a single parent or something like that i'm saying that it's not natural and that's why it's not easy you know so that's and this isn't my opinion like I feel this way also, yes, but um, these are, it's like, basically the downloads that I've been getting are like, it is time to stop putting up with bullshit. Take the sacrifice, you know, make the sacrifice. And it's like, so much easier said than done, you know, like, as a human being, I'm just like, but I live in capitalism. So how am I supposed to like function without participating in it? I guess it's baby steps, you know, because I'm now I'm like, I argue with these downloads that I get because <laughs> I'm like, how are we even supposed to do that? What is like, what? I'm yeah, going to go to jail if I don't do? pay taxes. Yeah. Like, how do I survive? And it's like, at the end of the day, always brings back down to the heart. Like, what does your heart say? Like, what is the decision? Like, are you going to be okay if you do, if you do this, this and this, which are the right things to do? And for me, it's like always Yes. You know, and it's like, even if I don't believe it's going to work out, it always works out if I've done what my heart is telling me is the right thing to do. And I know it's like, it's challenging and it's daunting, but it's like, it's baby steps. And what we have to start with is ourselves. So it's like, before we can like shift the systems, we have to shift the way that we function first. We have to shift the systems in our bodies. You know, we have to stop participating in cultures that are harming the earth yeah. and harming our own, you know, mental health and things like this, which is, you know, it's it's really hard. It's really hard. I wish that I could be the type of 
medium who's just like gonna give you all this like magical bullshit and be like it's gonna be all okay but (laughs) we have responsibilities and we have to you know we have to change the way that we've been functioning and that's the main download that i've been getting is like we have to take responsibility individually and collectively hey weirdos if you are a $5 or a $10 patron of our show, you can catch about 15-ish more minutes of this episode and Amy tells us about the ghosts <laughs> in our apartment. Um, check it out at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. Um, this has been amazing as usual. Not like I thought it would be. Um, and of course, it's like a, a million hours long as yes, usual because I can't stop we talking. Neither can we. Um, but, but thank you. It was truly wonderful. Um, so much yeah. for hanging out with us for our season four finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back on the pod, bro. Yeah, we'll have yes. you on um, every season, and uh, and also oh, I we, love definitely. I love that we can't wait to physically <laughs> see you again. Yeah, <laughs> that so is going to be the day. Everyone, yes. make sure that you're following Amy on Instagram at House of Heron's Eye. We tag her in a lot of stuff, so you'll see that. Um, yes. And consider you know visiting her website, setting up a session with her because you are do you do remote sessions. You do yes. it like over all Skype of, or over all of my sessions are remote. Perfect. And I do it over Zoom. Yeah, so oh, great. It's actually easier for me to do it that way. Um, I thought it was going to be more challenging, but it's easier for me wow. to tap in that way because I have my so like space set up so well. Yeah, it it works. Uh, it works really well. Great. Oh, good. Also, <laughs> do you want to announce your new thing? Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, in 2021, I will be uh, releasing a podcast that I'm, that I'm starting. And it's going yeah, to be yeah. a like interview podcast. And we're going to talk about wellness and spirituality and the future of humanity and also try to like ha- laugh and have a good time. Well, you know, however many (laughs) listeners we have, you can um, bet your ass you're going to start off with that many because I'm pretty sure everyone's going to subscribe to your show as soon as it goes up. That's so that's really, really lovely and flattering. And I've just I've really enjoyed everybody that I've met and anybody who who reached out to me, I I was getting a lot of um, messages at one point and I I kind of have like technology overwhelm so it's sort Mm -hmm. of challenging for me to message on Instagram Um, so I apologize if I if I didn't get back to you in a timely manner or if I wasn't able to get back to you but um, I really appreciate anybody reaching out and um, participating in my offerings and getting to work with you and and you guys are all awesome and I believe in you (laughs) (laughs) lovely thank you Amy I'm happy to be here so great talking to amy is like being able to talk to a wise old tree (laughs) like mother willow from pocahontas yes Yes. or that old fairy from fern gully and i don't know her name i don't either but gosh i wanted her to be my grandmother yeah yeah probably the one that holds the seeds Yes. Oh, I wanted to hold the seeds the way she did. She had so much power in her hands. She made the it seeds was, glow. It was so magical. Yeah, Amy is, oh, she's just so wonderful. And you feel so safe calm. when you're talking to her. Yeah. Yeah, calm and safe. Yeah, I was going to say, I even like editing her episodes. She just has a very, she has a calming effect to her. She does. And a wonderful voice to listen to.
One thing Amy wanted us to plug that we didn't get to in the episode is that every month she holds a community care circle over on Zoom. And it's the second Sunday every month. So the next one is January 10th. And you can just go to houseofheronseye.com and then click on the classes gatherings tab. And it's the first thing you'll see. And there's a Zoom link there as well as all the other information you need, like the time and what, what you'll do. It's free. Obviously, donations are appreciated and welcome, but the circle is free. So if you're interested, please do so. She would love to have you. And that just sounds amazing. So get on it. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much, Amy. I know we thanked you in the episode for being a part of our finale and wrapping up the fourth season of our show. Uh, What a great way to wrap it up with you, Amy. Thank you so much. Yes, that is all the time we have for Keep It Weird. We hope that you learned the true meaning of Christmas this year, that it's not about the presents or flying across the country or getting to watch the parade. We have a parade here in NoHo. Oh, fun. It's about the love we have for each other and sharing that love, whether that is by shouting it from the rooftop or wearing a mask to protect each other or making sure our fellow human beings are taken care of no matter what their income is, who they voted for, or where they live. Beautiful. We will be back towards the end of February or the beginning of March, depending on where it all shakes out. We are going on hiatus, which is a much needed break in terms of rest and battling through what is hopefully the end of this pandemic. Ooh, amen, girl. We will still be releasing new episodes on our Patreon as well as sending out newsletters. So if anyone is not looking forward to several weeks without a new episode of the show, you can get some there. And there's also a backlog of like 20 Patreon episodes and videos. Correct. We really can't thank you enough. I know we're just like kind of a broken record at this point, but you guys mean the world to us and we just can't thank you enough for doing the show with us. Yeah, we're not just saying this because we can't think of anything else to say all we seem to say is thank you lately it's because we truly truly mean it there would not be a season four of this show if it wasn't for you guys our Mm -hmm. listeners our supporters our besties we've become such good friends with all of you on social media now we we absolutely adore you and are so lucky to have people who are so involved you don't just listen you're messaging us you're giving us ideas like this our finale came from a listener so we're we're just obsessed with you we're so lucky to have you we really are. I think I'm feeling the love and the the gratefulness so much, especially like the last part of this year, simply because I don't, I'm now realizing like, what would I have done without the show? 100%. Yeah. We were battling horrible mental health issues and the show kind of pulled us up. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's all you guys. So thank you again for the billionth time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and- I mean it. We will see you next year. Lauren, what is the last line of A Christmas Carol? God bless us, everyone. God bless (laughs) us, everyone. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next year. I mean, I sounded like I was going to a hoedown. It's a whole lot of fun. fun. (laughs) Y'all. Y'all come down. Y'all come back.